Coming to you live from the Republic of Texas and broadcasting around the world, this is the Max McGuire Show. This is our last chance to take this country back. That's true. Listen, it doesn't matter that Joe Biden is losing his mind. He still betrayed this country. Come on, man. So get ready, because the Max McGuire Show starts right now. Welcome back to another edition of the Max McGuire Show. My name is Max McGuire. It's crazy. I was looking. It doesn't feel like the last episode I did was in January, but sure enough, it was. I got to do this more often, more frequently. Um, I, I got it because there's so much going on in the country, so much going on in the news today. And with the news about Tucker Carlson leaving Fox News, I don't know. Today felt like a day where I really should get out and talk about something that's really been eating me up. Uh, since obviously today there's going to be one less conservative voice on the airwaves, though I do suspect that he will be back on his feet somewhere else. Today I want to talk about this bill that actually got passed into law in Colorado to ban pro-life pregnancy centers from advertising a, uh, a regimen called abortion pill reversal, which is a way for women who have already taken half of the abortion pill regimen to try to save their baby from being killed by completing the regiment. Going to get to that in a second. Um, But first, it's been a while since I've broadcast, and I do have a new book out, The Conservative's Guide to Winning Every Abortion Argument. That is out. It premiered as one of the top two or three abortion-related books on Amazon um, last month when it launched. So thank you, everyone who has bought it. If you haven't already purchased the book, please do check it out. It, uh... put my heart and soul into this. It's almost 600 pages. It is, I mean, I I wanted to make it shorter, but it's really hard to say it's the conservative guide to winning every abortion argument and then cut it down to length. So 600 pages, it's got, I think over 600 footnotes. So do check it out on Amazon. And the topic we're going to talk about today, I'm going to talk about today is featured pretty heavily in the book called Abortion Pill Reversal. So I want to get into that. Let's get into that first. Um, what abortion pill reversal actually is. So there are two hormones specifically that kind of regulate pregnancy in a pregnant woman's body. Those are estrogen and progesterone. They do different things. They have different functions. But in terms of getting a woman's uterus to really start caring for a baby, progesterone is um, the most important hormone, especially in early pregnancy. Progesterone is what tells a woman's body that she's pregnant. As progesterone levels rise, um, her body realizes she's pregnant. Got to start caring for this baby, preparing the baby for implantation and preparing the baby um, to start giving the baby nutrients. The abortion pill, specifically mifepristone, which is the one that's in the news that they're talking about whether it was approved properly or not. Mifepristone is what's called a progesterone antagonist. And what that means is it is so similar to progesterone that when it comes into contact with certain cells in a woman's uh, reproductive system called um, target cells, when it comes into contact with the receptors on these target cells that are specifically designed to interact with progesterone, it links up. It's the way I describe it in my book is imagine that all these cells, these, these receptors on these cells are like a disc reader. If you're old like me, I feel old, uh, you have remember when computers used to actually read CDs? You could put different types of CDs into your computer, into your DVD player, depending on what it was rated for, right? So some could read CDs but not DVDs. Some could read Blu-ray. All different types of discs. 
So think about progesterone as like a CD and the abortion pill as a DVD. And the cell with, with that target cells receptor is the actual disc slot. Now, whichever disc gets into that slot and is inserted into the computer, the cell first, will determine what program gets run. If the target cell interacts with the CD, which is the regular hormone progesterone, then it's that teaches and, and instructs the reproductive system to start running the program to care for the baby, right? If the DVD, which is the abortion pill, if it makes it into the CD uh, slot first, then that runs the opposite program. It says, oh, there, it, it tricks the body into thinking there is no progesterone whatsoever, and it tricks the uterus into uh, basically going through menstruation. So whichever of those CDs gets there first will determine whether or not the pregnancy continues. So the way abortion pill reversal works is it floods the zone with all of those progesterone CDs. Basically throws so much progesterone into a woman's body that, that you can't help but fill these disc, disc slots that continue the analogy with the CD that will run the pregnancy program and not the have a miscarriage program that the abortion pill drug runs. So this isn't really controversial. When you look through, and I'll, I'll go ahead and put this up. This was a study called PRISM. PRISM was, was a big study that looked at progesterone as a treatment for women who had multiple miscarriages in their life. So there's lots of reasons you can have a miscarriage. One potential cause of a miscarriage is just progesterone deficiency. And what this study found, and I'll see if I can zoom in on it a little bit, here we go. What that study found is that while there wasn't really a noticeable difference in women who had only had one previous miscarriage or no previous miscarriages, when they looked at women who had three or more previous miscarriages, they saw a significant benefit when those women were given progesterone, suggesting that the reason they might have had lots of miscarriages in the past is due to a progesterone deficiency. If your body has a progesterone deficiency, the solution is to give it more progesterone. Common sense, right? So a miscarriage is a spontaneous abortion. That's literally what it is. The abortion pill, mifepristone, functions in a similar way, causing an intentional abortion by tricking the body, the woman's body into thinking that it has a progesterone deficiency. So why wouldn't the treatments be the same? It just makes sense. It's it's not only the same, it's actually the same dosage. The 400 milligrams twice daily is the dosage that pregnancy centers are giving to women who want to reverse their abortion. So let's, let's talk about that for a second. I mentioned that there's two pills. Mifepristone is the first abortion pill. That kills the baby. Let's, let's stop sugarcoating it. It kills the baby. It kills the baby by starving the baby of nutrients and oxygen. By tricking the woman's body into thinking that she isn't pregnant, her body stops caring for the child, stops giving the child oxygenated blood, stops giving the child nutrients, baby dies. The second pill, misoprostol, miso, triggers contractions. It is, um, it's a pill that has historically been given to women to induce labor. If they're too far along and they still haven't gone to labor yet, that has been a drug that historically has been used to induce labor. It triggers a woman's uterus to begin contractions. So when used together, the first pill kills the child and the second pill expels the child's bo body from the woman's womb. 
Now, so when you start the abortion pill process, yeah, you really have to finish it. Unless you can guarantee and you know for sure that the baby has survived the first pill, you have to take the second pill. Because if you don't, if the baby dies and is left in the mother's womb, the baby's body will start decaying and she can get sepsis. She could die from an infection. It's, it's unfortunate. Once you start, you have to finish. Unless you can reverse the effects of the first pill and save the child's life. That's where... The high dose, as you see on the screen, 400 milligrams daily of progesterone comes in. You flood the zone with the hormone, hoping to get to those target cell receptors before, um, before the abortion pill. And I have this in my book just to sh show you what those receptors look like. And each of those receptors are really designed for a different hormone. But because the abortion pill chemically looks so similar to progesterone, it can interact with progesterone. Um, receptors. So theoretically, this should work. Theoretically, if you want to stop a deliberate abortion caused by a perceived progesterone deficiency, it makes sense to follow the protocol that doctors use to prevent a spontaneous abortion due to a progesterone deficiency. And there is a study that suggests it's effective. This study um, was performed in 2018. It's an observational study, so it's not a double-blind, uh, randomized, placebo-based study. It's an observational study looking at cases of women who have taken the abortion pill reversal regimen after taking the first pill of the, uh, of the abortion pill before they've taken the second one. And what this study found is that it had between 64% and 68% reversal rates depending on how progesterone was administered whether it's administered orally or, um, or intramuscular injection. So it, it, but still, it's 64 to 68%. Success rate, reversal rate, takes the first pill that has a 95% chance of killing the baby. All of a sudden, 64 to 68% of the babies in this observational study survive. That's huge. Because when you take the first abortion pill, unless the baby survives, you have to. You have to continue. Otherwise, as I said, you'd have, you could get an infection. You could die from sepsis. So the abortion pills combined, those two pills combined, have about a 96% effective rate at terminating a pregnancy. So when you hear liberals say that abortion pill reversal isn't effective, right? You're talking about the difference between a 96% chance that the baby dies and a 64 to 68% chance that the baby lives. All by administering a, a synthetic hormone that has been used for years to treat these kinds of miscarriages. But Colorado says you can't do that. Colorado says it isn't proven. Even though there's a study, they're saying it isn't proven. Now what they mean by that is, as I just mentioned, there is not a double-blind, placebo-based, controlled, randomized study, right? That's what they're complaining about. But it's kind of a gotcha. You can't have one of those studies. At least you can't do it ethically. In order to run a study that way, you'd have to have a group of women and you'd have to give half of them the abortion pill reversal drug and half of them a placebo. So ethically, how can you say to half of the women in your study that you're going to help them save their child's life and instead you give them a sugar pill and the baby dies? How can you do that? You can't. Ethically, you can't. 
And when you actually look at the at the uh, at the COVID nineteen trials that they ran, trials that they ran for the uh, for the vaccine, the vaccine, they stopped giving the placebos because they said it was unethical to convince people that they had some kind of immunity when they really didn't. Now they got rid of the placebos over a mortality rate in the single digit percentile. Right, so they can't ethically do a placebo-based randomized controlled all that study if if the placebo group has a couple percent chance of dying but they're clamoring for one of these where the placebo group for the abortion pill trial abortion pill reversal trial where the placebo group would have a 96% chance of a person dying the baby dying that's how that's how ridiculous this is and they know they know you can't ethically do a control with um with with this you can't you can't you can't have a control group where you deliberately kill a, a child you just can't do it now abortion advocates will point to this study with right here this study right here sorry mifepristone antagonization with progesterone to prevent medical abortion a randomized controlled trial so there was this trial where they only gave the abortion pill reversal drug to half of the women in the trial. And the trial had to end prematurely because three of the participants started hemorrhaging, bleeding as a result of taking the abortion pill. Now, the way that the abortion movement describes it is that progesterone caused this hemorrhaging and that the abortion pill reversal was too dangerous for the study to continue. But that's not the case. If you actually go into it and read into this, there were three women in this study who had hemorrhaging. One, one of the women, took the first abortion pill and then also took the abortion pill reversal regimen. Two women were hemorrhaging after taking the placebo. The hemorrhaging was caused by the abortion pill. And if you read Mifeprex's label, the name brand version of Mifepristone, if you read the label, hemorrhaging is one of the side effects. So the study that was supposed to finally prove that abortion pill reversal was safe was halted because the abortion pill was deemed too dangerous to continue enrolling women into the study. Let that sink in for a second. But I wanted to show you that because it's just, it's just fake. When they say you need to have a study a specific way, you do it and then it has to get shut down. Not because the abortion pill reversal regimen is too dangerous, but because the abortion pill itself is too dangerous to continue being used. So Colorado has passed this law. I used to live in Colorado. I moved to Colorado to get out of New Jersey. I grew up in New Jersey, went to school in Massachusetts. I was itching for a conservative state to live in, moved to Colorado. Colorado turned blue, moved to Texas. I guess I'll make my last stand here in Texas. Well, Colorado passed this law, basically declaring that it is uh, deceptive for a pro-life pregnancy center to advertise abortion pill Reversal, even if they cite all the studies I just showed you and they lay it out, the Colorado legislature and the governor, Jared Polis, have declared that it is too dangerous, too dangerous to give women. And again, I, I just want to make sure I can hammer this home. These are women who went ahead and took the first abortion pill and are regretting it, are frantically trying to save their child's life. And this is the one thing that has a chance to do it. And the left is saying it's too dangerous. It's too, too dangerous. So this was passed as part of a package. There was, there was not just abortion pill reversal banning. It also was to protect doctors. 
It protected, it was, it's designed to protect abortionists from being prosecuted if they do abortions on women who are trafficked from other states. But it also protects doctors who prescribe drugs to help kids change their gender, transition, give them hormone replacement. So this is the craziness. And this is what got my blood boiling when I was talking to a friend of mine tonight who lives in Colorado. What got my blood boiling is that the same law, the same law that says it's too dangerous to give a pregnant woman progesterone to save her child's life, to try and save her child's life, that same law also says it's a right for doctors to give the same hormone treatment to children, to boys, to men, so that they can transition and pretend to be women. I will say that again. It is the same drug. Progesterone, progestin, the synthetic version, is used for hormone therapy. They give it to men because it's a, it's a naturally occurring hormone in a woman's body, along with estrogen. So they'll give these boys progesterone, and there's no science to support it. There's no long-term studies whatsoever to say that this isn't going to have a catastrophic effect long-term. And just to, just to really hit it home, just to really hit it home, yeah, this is, the, this is the study, the dosage that they give these boys is up to 300 milligrams daily. So they, they say it's completely acceptable to give a boy 300 milligrams, but it is not acceptable to give women doses of 400 milligrams. It makes no sense. It makes absolutely no sense. And, and listen, if, if you followed me for a long time, you watched me when I used to be on the Conservative Daily Podcast, you know that I don't like to just assume the worst in people. I like to try and find a way to give someone the benefit of the doubt on the left that what they're doing isn't just driven by evil. It isn't just driven by cruelty, that they actually think that they mean well. I, I want to believe, right? It's... <laughs> more and more lately, I'm convinced that that's not the case, but I, that's my, my base, my base, uh, program. I want to believe that we're not up against pure evil, though the evidence suggests many times that we are. I have a hard time with that in this scenario. They are trying to tell women that they have no choice but to kill their child. And they're not allowed to take whatever steps necessary to try and save their child. Colorado is a right to try state. Colorado has passed a law that says when someone is terminally ill, when someone is, is guaranteed to die, they have the right to use medications off label and experimental uses to try and save their life. Parents can do that for their children who are dying from a disease or ailment. But they have... <laughs> the left has written an exception that you have a right to try in every instance, except if you're a pregnant woman trying to save your unborn baby's life. So where are we at? Where are we at? I mean, how can that be anything but evil? How can you look a woman in the eye who is in tears, who made a horrible mistake? I mean, I I've talked to women who have been in this situation. I've seen an entire stage full of women with APR babies, abortion pill reversal babies. For an abortion pill regimen that has a 96% effective rate at terminating a pregnancy, you shouldn't be able 
to fill a stage with mothers and their babies. But you can, because it's real. I, I, I've seen it. I've heard their testimony. Women who went in there thinking, oh, it's just a clump of cells. They take the first pill and all of a sudden they start feeling their baby kicking and realizing they've made a terrible, terrible, terrible mistake. They run to the nearest clinic that will prescribe it. They take the pill as quick as they can, the abortion pill reversal regimen, and they save their child's life. That is what the left wants to ban because it's experimental. But if we're talking about giving the hormone therapy to children of the opposite gender for transition purposes, then it's okay. Then it's a civil right. Then you have to protect the access. But again, if it's a woman trying to save her baby's life, no access allowed. I think I found the actual solution. So you have a pregnant woman taking the first pill. She has to go to her doctor and say, I am a man and I want to transition to a woman. Please give me hormone therapy. And then it would be her right. I mean, that's the way the law is written. You know, there's no testing. If she identifies as a man, the left says she's a man. Doesn't matter that she has a baby. She's a man. That's the workaround, I guess. Pregnant women who want to save their unborn children can't do it if the intent is to save the child's life, but they can do it if they self-identify as a man and want to transition back to a woman. This is the evil we are up against. Now, the good news is a judge in Colorado has halted this temporarily. He's temporarily halted the enforcement of this law. But the state is coming in and saying, well, we're not going to enforce it anyway right, right away. We need this panel of, of judges and pharmacists to rule on whether abortion pill reversal is safe and effective. That's the, they love to call it safe and effective. But that's not really how lawsuits work. The law says that could happen at any time. The fact that the state is promising for that to happen months from now doesn't change the fact that they could meet tomorrow and these pregnancy centers they're suing would have no recourse whatsoever. So the judge has temporarily halted it, and now he's being asked to grant a permanent injunction, which the permanent injunction requires really two fundamental things to be met. The judge has to conclude that the side suing has a reasonable expectation of, of succeeding on the merits, that they have a good case and they'll probably win. And two, that if he doesn't enjoin the law, if he doesn't block the law from being enforced, the other side that would win would be dealt irreparable harm. Those are the standards. High likelihood of success would suffer irreparable harm if the law wasn't blocked. I can't think of anything more harmful or more irreparable than a pregnant woman being forced to kill her child. That's what we're talking about here. A woman who has started the abortion pill process and the state is now coming in and saying, you must finish it. You do not have the right to change your mind. You do not have the right to try and reverse course. Once you take the first pill, you must take the second pill. Something like 90% of these babies that are, are expelled from the woman's body end up in the toilet. That's what the state is saying. Once you have taken the first pill, you are mandated to take the second pill. And yeah, that's probably going to re result in you flushing your child down the toilet. It's evil. So yeah, I cannot think of anything more irreparable and I cannot think of anything more harmful than the state stepping in and telling women they have no choice but to do this. But that's what we're up against. It's, it's a level of evil 
that again, you cannot give the benefit of the doubt. You cannot, I mean, it's, it's the same law. I just want to make sure you understand it's the same law. The same law that says it's too dangerous to give pregnant women progesterone also says it's a human right to give boys progesterone. <laughs> There's no logic. We, we've hopped off the logic train a long time ago. But you got to get educated on this. You got to get educated. And obviously I am partial to my book. But I lay it all out there. So if you haven't already gotten your copy, pick up your copy of The Conservative's Guide to Winning Every Abortion Argument on Amazon today. I go through everything. I mean everything. There are a couple things I, since I've published, I've thought and said, hey, I, I should probably add it. Maybe volume two. I'm already thinking about volume two for the gun control book. I'm already 50 pages into the next book, which will be on immigration. But yeah, if you haven't already, please do pick this up. Um, it's not, uh, I'm, I'm not going to retire on it, right? Um, uh, but I do appreciate all of the support. And I really do think if you read this book, not only, I mean, I go through every court case that deals with abortion and it's like 120 pages. And you're like, wow, that's crazy. But how do you condense an entire century of abortion cases into any less? I mean, you talk, talk about the big ones, Roe versus Wade, Planned Parenthood versus Casey and Dobbs. I mean, how do you compress those? You can't. Um, but I go through everything. Um, the court cases, the laws, the regulations, different types of abortion, um, and then all of the arguments that the left makes in favor of abortion and against the pro-life movement. And there is a chapter on bad pro-life arguments that mean well, but really aren't effective. So again, if you haven't already done so, please do pick up my book, Conservative's Guide to Winning Every Abortion Argument on Amazon. And if you can check out the gun, the gun rights one there too as well. All right, well, that's it for this episode of The Max McGuire Show. I'm going to do this more often. I, 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 this is a good cathartic release. I can't keep all of this anger and frustration bottled up. I'm going to start doing this more often. Let me know what topics you want me to cover. Not going to be able to do it every day, but there's a lot that um, isn't being covered. Obviously, there are important issues, but this bill... I mean, it gets covered and then it gets forgotten. But it's important to talk about this stuff. So let me know in the comment section what you want me to cover, what you want me to talk about, and I will try to do so. That's going to be it for this edition of The Max McGuire Show. If you like the show, make sure you subscribe on Rumble and all the different links for the audio episode. Thank you, everyone. Have a great rest of your week.